other motorcycle beat of the seven. I'm Mysterious Jackson, and what I'm gonna talk about today the potential songs that could make Spiller for you. Okay. So as I was going over the track list and the songs that are confirmed and the songs that have yet to be confirmed. I found something I thought to be interesting, and that is, in the midst of looking up the songs that have been confirmed, I found one called You Will Never Give Me Love, and the reason why I bring this up is because this could be a potential song, but nothing has been confirmed. And the reason why I say that is because the track will be delivered every Thursday. And another key point, that song is from Off The Wall era, Forever Michael era. Not to say that it won't make an appearance on the album and be on the album, but to be honest, I don't see it being more confirmed than anything, because based on how Thriller is honestly structured, and I don't see it being a fit because they don't want to release songs where he sounds too young, I want to say. And not to say that, that they won't release that, but that song wouldn't fit maybe for a compilation album, but I don't think for Thriller. And the reason why I say that is because that song, the way he sounds on that song, he sounds at least 15. That sounds like more of a song that would, was on the Forever Michael album, or a song that was left off the um, Destiny album, and With the way Thriller alone is structured, I don't see it being on it, but that's not to say that it won't make it a piece, but I have a show that might make it a some way or another, but just not for this album because the sound quality isn't the best. The sound quality does have some of those old school, um, record players from the uh, 50s and 60s and they wouldn't want to release anything that has low quality or not the type of quality where it would be constantly cleared to be put on the album and songs that might 
have a bigger chance of making it over um you will never give me love well nightline has a better chance of getting it mainly because that song was originally supposed to be on thriller anyway i'll get more into that when the documentary is finished and another one that has a better chance of making it would be This Is It featuring Paul Inker despite the fact that that song ended up on Paul Inker's duet album with Tom Jones and everybody else this is it feature of Paul Lincoln still has a better chance of getting it. I'm not confirming anything, but if I had to choose, I would choose This Is It feature of Paul Lincoln. Love Never Felt So Good, the thriller version, because there are two versions. It is said that there was three, but the third and fourth one was just for the promo for the uh, single and it was the ultra jack version a version that michael didn't record somebody leaked that out and put the track jumps on it and they tried to pass it off as the third and fourth version when there's only three versions but I know what you're thinking Love Never Felt So Good was released on a skip party so they wouldn't release that and you're right Love Never Felt So Good was released but it was where piano demo version it wasn't the finished thriller version and then not only that they updated it for the escape album and the updated version for the escape album is very bass heavy and the thriller version is it's not bass heavy and Behind the Mask original demo, the one that Michael made for the Sega game in Japan, that's definitely making an appearance because it's the first track that was revealed. And if they were to remix it, you can just put the um, the remix that Michael did before he died and, and it was put on the Michael album version that was on the Michael album is the actual remix that Michael did before he died and he actually did that remix in uh, 2006 because he he was working on a comeback album called Resurrection and he wanted to put that um, song on the album and the Resurrection album was supposed to come out after 
invincible. But due to the fact that he had the court situation going on, the project had to be shelved and put on hold. And there's a lot of songs that he he was working on. He was working on soundtracks for films, video games, commercials, and little uh, promo shorts that he had going on. Like the Dead or Alive instrumental. That um actually was an unreleased instrumental from the video game that he had. And it was going to be used for character customization. And a lot of the songs from each album that he has left over, he tries to update them for future albums. Like for example, Dangerous only has 14 songs on the album. It was supposed to have 17 on the album. And 18. And the reason why I say and 18 is because Dangerous was originally supposed to be a double disc album. And the reason why I know that is because he said it in an interview, an unreleased interview about the Dangerous album. And that's what ultimately happened. But once the album had to be put out, certain things for the Dangerous album and History album were shelved. And a lot of people don't know this, but Bad was originally done in 1985 five years after Thriller and the Earth song that everybody's come to know and love that's on the History album it was on Bad first and then it was reworked for Dangerous and then when he couldn't put it on Dangerous he put it on History because he felt it wasn't finished or ready to be released Cause he's gotten full-fledged songs that are complete. But if they don't feel ready for him to put it out, it will be deemed as unfinished and incomplete because we are so used to him putting the backgrounds and the screams and the uh riffs that he does in the song so when we don't hear that in a song that is finished to us it feels unfinished because he didn't have the ad libs and the, all the trademark noises 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 that he is known for and people wonder where his most famous riff comes from. And sorry to say, 
Steven Wonder used it before Michael did. Don't believe me? Listen to uh the song on his Talking Book album. And listen to the intro. And you'll hear it. And that's where he got it from. And the reason why people say that Michael came up with it first and Steven used it after is because Michael, when he touched something, he made it popular. And that's how that ended up becoming a thing. Just like the moonwalk. Michael made it popular and he's well known for it and he made it his own but he got it from Jeffrey Daniels and the other guy. And a lot of great artists do that. And there's a quote that he always used to say that has never been more true. And the quote goes like this Better the great, become great. And what he means by that is whoever done it before you, you study them, perfect their skills, and make it your own by adding your ability in it. And that's what Michael would do. He would study somebody and become great when he would perform. He would incorporate what he learned from someone else and then put it in his arsenal of food. So that's how that ended up happening. And another thing, Michael didn't steal material, okay? If something was inspired, he would incorporate it by paying homage to the person that originated it and made it his own. If he didn't come with it on his own, he made it his own, but he also acknowledged the people that done it before him. And that's what people don't seem to understand. Michael isn't the only artist who has done this. And what I mean by that is, there are plenty of other great artists that study their influences and incorporate their style into their own and make it their own. Because that's how the generation is supposed to do it. Take what was passed down before you, you study it, then incorporate it to your own, and then when the next generation comes after you, that's how 
is supposed to be done. The next generation is supposed to study you, and then so on and so forth. And now back to the track list. Now, songs I definitely see appearing on this album because another off the wall track appeared on the album already with the song called You Want to Be Certain Something. That's the off the wall track that ended up on this little album. But the song I definitely see making an appearance along with the ones that are confirmed is Sunset Driver Midnight and to clear things up the song hasn't really been officially released but it has but the only way you're able to get the song is if you got the ultimate collection but not the people know about that or bought it and then um it's the off the wall version and the way that song itself is structured and when you listen to it it sounds like it could fit on thriller and let me clarify something. That song was actually recorded when Michael was 18. He wasn't 19 yet, nor 20. He was only 18 when that was first recorded by him. And when he turned 20 and 30, he wanted to re-release it by re-recording it because he his voice got a little older and that was one of the things he wanted to do all the songs that he did when he was younger and the kid he wanted to do a more updated version to those songs like after he got the joy of Celebrating Christmas, he wanted to do a Christmas album when he was an adult. And he also wanted to um, re release Off the Wall and recreate it for the anniversary. That never happened. And Another song I see getting on here is You Can't Win aka Get Out of the Rain. And the reason why I say that is because You Can't Win aka Get Out of the Rain has thriller like elements. Because not too many people know this, but Thriller, when it was first being created, it was created in the mindset of being a musical album. That's why um, 
Spirit of the Moon was created. Because if you listen to songs like Someone in the Dark, which I feel that that's going to make an appearance. But if you listen to songs like Someone in the Dark and um, Scared of the Moon, those songs have a very element of like a some sort of musical or one of those you know 60s and 70s cartoons or like like a, a love story that the scene is played when the character is really sad that's like where the spirit of the moon would come in and another song that I feel might be getting on here because it's been leaked and altered is Rolling the Dice which I hope gets on the album because originally back when I bought it in 1995 Rolling the Dice was on my original copy of the Thriller album which was a two disc set because I ordered it from the Sandy Philly which by the way was a brilliant store by the way I wish they were still open because that was a great place to buy old school music and get unreleased exclusive because believe it or not Hot Street was actually released and the reason why I say that is because there was a commercial for it an actual commercial for it and it was supposed to be the first single off the Thriller album and when I bought the Thriller album I got Hot Street as a bonus and it said Michael Jackson's new hit single Hot Street from the Thriller Session and due to the fact that Hot Street has a likely chance of getting on here is because it's getting remastered as we speak okay Trouble is getting remastered as we speak Behind the Mask, the original demo is getting remastered. And Nightline has already been remastered 46 times. Because, believe it or not, Nightline was going to make its first American appearance on the Escape album. But due to the fact that they didn't have permission from Glenn Ballard, they ultimately took it off the track set list. And Nightline already has a release. And what I mean by that 
if you went to Australia or any place that's not in America, you would get certain versions of albums that have unreleased material in it so that people can buy it. That's what happened with the Japan release of Thriller 25. Because a lot of people don't know the Thriller 25 that we got was not what we were advertising. Because in the actual original advertisement, we were supposed to get 12 new songs that did not make the thriller cut. But the estate wanted to release their own version globally for each state and the version that we got was the nine original track and one bonus song and the bonus song that we got in question was for all time which I'm not complaining about because that was on the original album anyway and what I mean by that when I bought the album on Sandy's Good that song was the very last song to end off the Thriller album and don't get me wrong I like every song on the Thriller album but I think for all time is one of the better ones than Lady in My Life because it was co-written by Michael and somebody else and then Michael rewrote it the entire song and put his own credits on it because he wrote the song originally but the producers the on-side producer wanted him to have a co-writer and he didn't always want to do that unless they were a well-respected writer by him or somebody he has personally heard of and he said that and so he went along with it and wrote it and then once he wrote it and recorded he wasn't satisfied with it and rewrote the entire song kept the some of the lyrics that he was satisfied with but rewrote the entire song because the for all time song that is a finished song but like I said Michael he does more than one 
two versions of a song. Like, Love Never Felt So Good. That only has three versions. And I think if they were smart, they should put the unreleased Thriller version on the album, as well as State of Shock featuring Freddie Mercury, and um, Be Not Always, and Much Too Soon, the version from 1980, because the version that is on the micro album that is the history version and while we're on the subject of uh, much too soon the song is actually called learned my lesson but because he says much too soon way more than he does learn my lesson they decided to name it much too soon because there is multiple names and titles and versions of one song that he does the only song I'd say that doesn't have a double version or more than one version I should say is Nightline because he didn't write that he recorded it the version that's leaked some people call it the YouTube version is the actual original real version that was going to be on Thriller but it was taken off because Billy Jean and I quote because this is what the writer said Billy Jean was stronger than Nightline and Quincy liked it for the energy and I feel like Songs that are definitely going to make it on the album, Carousel, Peter Pan, I wish uh, Halloween Night would make it on there, but who knows, and Midnight Man, I would like to see an appearance and the thriller version to stand tall i want to see that make an appearance if not on this album on a compilation album and while we're on the subject so i'm noticing a pattern sorry about that notification so i'm noticing a pattern and the pattern is when there is going to be 
mid-anniversary album, somewhere along the line, they're usually in in compilation album with new materials that isn't regarding an anniversary album or or a greatest hits remix album and the reason why I say this is because Teddy Riley the king of New Jack Swing was recently doing an interview talking about the Michael album and unreleased projects that he had involving Michael's name. And DJ Vlad brought up the conversation so you had did songs on Michael Jackson's first posthumous album. And that's when he finally admitted it. That those songs that were on that album and allegedly sang by Michael Jackson weren't Michael Jackson. And I knew that. I was telling people, like, that that wasn't his voice. I mean, considering the fact that I heard the original. And I heard the original instrumental. And that song was not him at all. It was Jason Melakai. And... If anything, don't blame Teddy Riley for it. Yeah, he was the one that backed it up and said that it was MJ's voice. But it wasn't his fault. It was Eddie Cassio, James Porrett, and Frank Cassio. Because Eddie Cassio was the one recording those fake songs and trying to convince everybody that that was Michael Jackson. The only thing that was proof that it was Michael Jackson is because the songs had samples of his voice from older songs. But the person singing on those lead vocals, those weren't Michael. It was Jason. And and that is usually a crime of defense by law. Because usually if you do something like that and try to pass it off as an album thing by Michael Jackson or whoever you can legally get arrested for false advertising that's section 3 
And not only that, you would have to pay a fine due to copyright law. And the song in question that that were recorded with Michael by the uh, Casio family, those songs are not him. The only one that would get a pass because Michael actually did record one of the songs is water like the version the snippet version where there's water running and Michael singing in the shower that's Michael singing but the version that is leaked that is played Jason is singing it And Burn Tonight, that's not Michael. Jason, James, and Gene are the artists in question. And do I think these are bad songs? No. Um, they're not bad songs. But... The songs that were recorded by the Casios don't try to pass those off as microphones. I mean, the titles are real, at least some of them are. I mean, because he always did talk about how he didn't like the media for um, reporting stupid shit. So, I can see why people think that. But, again, the version that was leaked and recorded and put on the album is not Michael. There is a breaking news song out there that he wrote a while ago. But, you want to know what song that is? Tabloid Jump. Hatboy Junk is essentially breaking news. But just because it doesn't say it, it doesn't mean that it's not it. I mean, he does have a breaking news song out there, not just Tabloid Junk, but he was writing the breaking news song. The only thing that he didn't do is say his name in the third person. Michael never did that. Michael never did that. And I don't feel that, you know, certain songs Especially the Casio track songs like Fall in Love, All I Need, and 
Love is my doom. And Cupetta Maria. And Coming Home. Let Me Let Go. Bigger Man. Those songs have nothing to do with Michael. Those are Jason's songs. Those should never be put on anything associated with Michael Jackson at all. At all. And I've talked about him before and I've talked about this before and I'll, I'll say it again. When I first heard Jason Olakai, I didn't have beef with him. I didn't have beef with him right away. But I started having beef with him once I found out that he was trying to use Michael's name to get somewhere. Like, I understand you said you, you look up to Michael and how much he means to you, and that's great. You're a smart boy for admitting that, and anybody that doesn't look up to him, or at least admires the feats that he's done, is retarded and stupid. Like, like, point blank, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, like, that's just, that's just how I used to feel back then, and that's how I still feel to some degree, but what I cannot stand is somebody using somebody's name to get their career status going, don't do that, like, you're scum for that, and unfortunately, that's what Jason was doing because his album and his mixtape were not going anywhere. Like, he wasn't getting no radio play up here anyway. The only way he was getting radio play in album sales is if he went to Vegas in LA. That was the only place where you can get a Jason Malachi anything and when I say that he was really trying to use Michael's name he really was trying he was really trying to put on the voice when he would talk to somebody and he was really trying to fool people. He was going around telling people that Michael did a song with him, and and uh, he got a new single coming out with Michael Jackson. So he said, and the caption said, Michael Jackson featuring Jason Mellicott. Like, no, you idiot! Don't no, no, nah, no. Nah. And so, and then when I was doing research 
doing research for the micro album. I had a run in with him. And what I mean by that is, he hit me up on PlayStation. And so I I asked him in a text message, I asked him, did, did you send the following? Breaking news, monster, keep your head up, blah, blah, blah. He was swearing up and down that he didn't do it. He texted back. I did not sing back the freaking following. Monster, keep your head up and stay. And breaking news are all songs by Michael Jackson. All 12 of those Casio songs that been released and haven't been released were sung by Michael before he died. Why can't you believe it? And I replied, because I know his voice. And the voice that's on the album is not his voice. I know what Michael sound like. I didn't even start listening to him since he died. I grew up listening to him like I could find his voice anywhere. And then so we had a little war of words. And I, and before I ended the conversation, I said to him, I said, it's best you don't pull something like this anymore. Even if they're paying you a lot of money, you don't do it. And you are not allowed to release your own music. And he goes, why not? I said, because... You're not releasing it by yourself. You're not releasing it independently. You're working for Sony. And if you go behind the label's back and whoever's distributing you, you can go to jail. And your career will be essentially over. So he thought that I was hating. And which I wasn't. Cause you do you do um have you guys get paper and bread or whatever, but if I see this type of thing before and I'm trying to help somebody out from avoiding themselves from getting into trouble, I'm gonna do something. So he didn't listen. He released his own music. He ended up getting arrested. Went to jail. Lost his music career because, like, nobody listens to him. He doesn't do any live performances anymore. The last performance he did was in 2010 when he released his own song, he did a live performance up in Vegas, and then his third album was supposed to come out, didn't end up coming out, got cancelled, and then he 
disappear. And when I mean disappeared, I found out he won't be getting out until he's 43 years old. Even if he does get out now, it's not going to be the same because nobody is going to give him the warm reception he expects because his cover's been blown. And somebody allegedly hacked his Facebook to make him admit that. Which that wasn't true because Jason never admitted it. Somebody by the name of Jonathan Jonathan Stimos and Jonathan Steven hacked his Facebook page. What they did was use his picture made a fake account for using his image and then type that up. Cause Jason um never admitted it that he, he sang the song. Teddy admitted it though. Now and it has now been confirmed that those songs are fake so much so that Spotify removed them from the album's track listing Apple has removed them from the album's track listing and the Michael Jackson State has removed them entirely and then reissued it without the songs on it. And what actually happened is the songs they weren't bad songs. They just wasn't microphones. The only thing they had micro on them was samples and sound effects that he used by whether he created them himself or if he followed them and had to clear to use them from something else. And if you still want to get the Michael album, go ahead. You can get it. Just make sure you get the um, reissue, the one that has only seven songs. And although, and although I'm happy that the songs were removed, I still think that if they were to re-release it in stores, I think before they do that, they should get some songs that were planned for the album, put them on there, and then resell the album. I mean, I don't have a problem with short albums, but to be honest, 
I haven't had a short album since Victor. I love a good 18 song, 13 song, 15 song, 10 song, 12 song, 13, 14, or 15. Hell, even 17 or 16. But I haven't had a short album since the Victory album. And that album is one song ahead of the Michael album. Michael album only has seven now that the songs have been removed. Victory has only eight. I'm not that I'm complaining, but like songs I think you should put on the Michael album to re- reissue it in stores. Put the dangerous version to Do You Know Where Your Children Are. Put the 2010 version of Chicago, aka She's Loving You, and put songs like Slave to the Rhythm, remixed by uh, Ricky uh, Stewart, and then put another alternate version of the song that he wanted to put on there. There's still a lot of songs that he was working on for that album. And if I was to, you know, reissue it, I'm sorry, Akon, but I would replace Hold My Hand. I mean, because even though Michael is on, is on that, Michael isn't really on that. And what I mean is the song is incomplete. I mean, I know he he passed away and everything. And that happened. But due to the fact that the song doesn't really have him on it. I mean, he's got a couple hook lines and admins and claps and whatnot. But the song feels incomplete. I, I love I love the song. I still play it every day. And whenever it plays on the music choice, I listen to it. But like what I'm saying is I would have, you know, picked the song that has more him on it versus having just a comedy. Like like they you don't have an ending verses or anything like that like he's got a couple ad-libs in there but like the majority of the song is Akon is on not to say that you know the song is bad because it's not I love the song like I said but this is to honor Michael's legacy and 
hold my hand doesn't do that and yeah Michael's on the intro and at the end he was whispering hold my hand but had Michael still been alive he would have put his foot in that zone and if I'm being honest, songs that definitely could have been on the Michael album is the remix to Blue Gangster. Do you know your children are dangerous version? Because the 2010 version of Do You Know Your Children Are? That's the dangerous version. And um the remix to Blue Gangster, which is the escape version, that was actually supposed to be on the micro album originally anyway. But the sound quality was bad, so they couldn't release it for the micro album. And Michael didn't like it because it was the wrong version, it was a rock version that ended up being on the album. And what I mean by that is, like, they wanted to put the rock version on there, and Michael didn't like that because he thought that song didn't need it. And so that's why they uh, brought Timbaland in to uh, remix that and make it better. And to be honest, the Michael album has two thriller songs on it. One being the remix to Behind the Mask from the Thriller Remix album. And Best of Joy was actually done in 1982 to 1983 because there's a song Best of Joy. The song was originally originally called The Toy from the Richard Pryor movie with the same name. And the song ultimately was left off the soundtrack and replaced it with somebody else. And that's why I'm glad the song is making an appearance on Thriller 40 and I'm glad some of these songs like She's Trouble and Michael's original version to Behind the Mask is making an appearance and I really feel that you know that this is a great way to put him back on the chart and get the generation interested again and to be honest music really needs to be on the chart because today's music 
think repetitive dating old and boring. And with this anniversary being released, music will be great again. And if Villa 40 gets the reception that it needs, not only will Michael be at the top again, posthumously, but Villa will be added in getting number one spot again, so that it can never be dethroned, ever. And, well, although I feel that, you know, another project is in the works, stay tuned, because when that happens, I will be covering it. And make sure you follow me on Twitter, at MysteriousJackson6. And, um, stay tuned to the podcast for, um, the documentary I got coming out. And also stay tuned for other projects I have coming out. I have some more instrumentals from my album I'm going to be releasing. And it's going to be really fun. I look forward to sharing it with you all. Well, I'm Mysterious Jackson. Get rid of the one. And always remember, stay tuned. If you don't want to miss out. And don't know who or what can happen on the show. It will come up there. Okay, guys. I love you guys. Bye-bye.